I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. You're listening to Drummer Daily, the only daily podcast just for drummers. Hey, if you want to get better at playing with a click track, and who doesn't, go to boomclick.net slash start today. Hey there, welcome back again to Drummer Daily. Thanks for joining me as always. Uh, So today I want to talk about developing, I'm going to say our left hand, and this is assuming you're a right-handed drummer. I know that there are left-handed drummers who listen to this, so uh, I'm sorry, but I I, I was going to say non-dominant hand, but that's a little, uh, that's a little complicated. That's a little, uh, it's a long word to keep saying. So I'm going to say left hand. Um, but what I mean when I say left hand in this episode is, um, is snare drum hand, whatever hand you use to play the snare drum. Most of the time, if you're playing not open, you're not playing the open grip, you're, you know, open technique, you're playing what most guys, how most guys play drums. So I'm talking about this hand that plays snare drum on that. So, uh, I thought we'd talk about developing our left hand for a couple of reasons. And and the main one is this, it kind of hit me, um, years ago that it's a it's a strange phenomenon the way that most guys play drums and and myself included we set up and we learn to play the drums with our hands kind of crossed over the drums what's crazy about that is that most of us are right-handed we're right-handed but we play the simplest thing on the entire drums most of the time the most repetitive simple patterns the hi-hat patterns with our, you know, most skilled and agile and strongest hand, uh, we play with our right hand. And and that's so, like, it's so interesting to me that that's the way things developed. I'm sure that the musical requirements years ago, uh, years and years ago, when the drum set was kind of first coming around as as its own instrument, um, were a little different than they are now. So maybe that's what it is. It's, um, you know, back then the the way you played was different and so the you know that didn't matter as much and just solely over time without thinking about it uh people developed the habit of playing the hi-hat with their dominant hand so anyway i just think it's interesting that that we play the simplest pattern most of the time on the drums with our strongest hand it's like all that energy is being wasted uh all this all we can do all these cool things if we play differently and in fact what's funny is when I first learned to play drums again I think I've said this before I sound so old when I say stuff like this but when I learned to play drums I was five years old started playing drums and uh, there were no uh, there wasn't YouTube or anything like that and uh, you know 
if I wanted to watch movies or videos or concerts, you know, it was VHS tapes, and there weren't that many available, you know, out in the world. You didn't go to Walmart or anywhere, you know, and find a bunch of live concert videos sitting around. And, um, you know, even if you go to a concert, you can't really see the drummer very well if you're going to a big arena, and you you might watch, like, The Tonight Show or something, but then, you know, you don't see the drummer for very long, so as a kid, you just don't see much of that. And so, you don't. I, I learned to play drums based on what I thought was the right way. I didn't, you know, I just taught myself. I didn't have anyone saying, hold the sticks this way, put your hands here and do that. And naturally as a kid, I started playing open-handed, you know, so playing the hi-hat with my left hand, putting the snare with my right hand. Um, and I think that's interesting because that's probably the, 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 a better way, objectively speaking, that's probably a better way to play. Um, I know it's hard for me to think about that now because I play the other way so much. Um, but I think objectively that's probably, it makes more sense for most people. Anyway, who cares why it is the case? It is the case, and I'm talking about how we can uh, move beyond that and learn some new things. So uh, the the goal, I think, with, with this, and this is, of course, a short podcast episode, so I'm not going to get too far into this, but the goal that we want to achieve with our, with our left hand is not just to uh, develop habits, which all of us have, but we want to find what I would say is complete freedom for our left hand. So what I'm saying is, do we fill in those ghost notes um, or do we not? Do we accent certain notes on the left hand with the hi-hat or do we not? Kind of, are, we, we don't want to get locked in where we're, we're filling in all those up, upbeat 16th notes in between the hi-hat all the time with our, with our snare hand. We basically just want to be intentional about everything we do, but we want to have the freedom to not have to think about it so much. Um, and this kind of goes back to, um, I saw a talk a few years ago by Victor Wooten, who's a bass player, and he talked about, you know, his playing, and I could be getting this completely wrong as far as his explanation for it, but he basically said, like, his, his te- playing is sometimes highly technical, or it sounds highly technical, it's very complicated sometimes, but... He said he doesn't think about it in a complex way. He thinks about it as a language, and he has spent so much time developing his ability to speak the language of playing the bass that when he plays, he doesn't think ahead of time about an entire sentence or paragraph he's going to say. He just opens his mouth and says what he wants to say. The same way on the bass, you don't, he doesn't think about every single phrase before he does it. He just says what he wants to say because he's so proficient in the language of the bass guitar that he can just say it. And that's the goal, I think, with, with our playing as drummers. And uh, I know that there's a lot of steps between here and there, um, but I think a good first step is this independence for our snare drum hand. It's being able to just play what we want with our snare drum hand, despite what our right hand and our feet are doing. Um, and so this is one of the few times you're probably gonna hear me say this, because I don't say this often, um, but this is a time when I really think rudiments come in handy. You know, the 26 rudiments, there might be more now. I, I, I don't keep up on that stuff very well, but there were 26 at one time, I think. But learning all the rudiments and practicing those actually is a great way of teaching your hands the language of music. And so what I feel like with the rudiments, a lot of times people think is this. They think, if I learn... A 
single drag or I learn a double paradiddle or whatever. If I learn a double paradiddle and get really good at my double paradiddles, at a certain point in my playing, when I'm playing a pattern, all of a sudden I'm going to think, oh, I'm going to play a double paradiddle now. And then I bust out a double paradiddle on the drums and I go back to playing my groove. And that is one way. That's kind of the first step of, of incorporating rudiments into your playing. But the, the more exciting, I think, I think as, the more exciting aspect, I think, of learning rudiments and getting really good with rudiments is um, getting past that I'm going to play a certain rudiment in my pattern and it is um, my hands just do what they want. I can play whatever I want. I can play this. I can play eighth notes or sixteenth notes in my right hand, but I can play drags and, and doubles and, and singles and triples on my left hand while I'm playing this other thing on my right hand. It's complete independence of the two limbs in a way that serves the groove we're playing. It serves the song we're playing. It allows us just to do what we want on the drums. Um, and so that is the more exciting, I think, uh, aspect of doing learning rudiments. Like again, I don't I don't suggest go practice your rudiments for many other reasons, but this is definitely a case where playing rudiments is um, is super handy, super useful. Um, and then one more thing to think about. Uh, like I said, this episode's not going to be too long. But one more thing to think about in developing our left hand is just to make sure that we don't constantly play ghost notes. Um, and there's another side of that I'm going to talk about in a second, but. So many guys I watch play drums constantly fill in all the in-between notes that they can with little tiny ghost notes on their snare drum. Um, and while that feels great sometimes, uh, if you do it all the time, it just becomes a wall of sound that doesn't mean anything. and doesn't, doesn't give each song a different feel, doesn't give what you do any distinction or dynamics. Uh, so we have to be really careful about that. I have to be really careful about that. The way I break out of that sometimes is I play, I'll, I'll play along with music. Maybe it's a different style of music that gets me out of that, forces me not to do that. That's one thing to do. Um, and then another thing that I notice is guys who've kind of moved past playing the ghost notes all the time. A lot of times when people play more ghost notes or they, they intentionally play ghost notes, they overplay them. I mean, overplay by what I mean by that is, um, the, the couple of ghost notes you do choose to play, they end up sounding forced or too loud, too... They sound like they're saying, ha, ah, here's two ghost notes in the rhythm. Like, they, they, they stick out too much. They sound so intentional that they sound unnatural or they sound like you're playing two loud notes on the snare drum and not those little understated breaths that ghost notes are supposed to be. So that's the other side of the ghost note intentionality coin. A good name for a band, maybe. I don't know. Ghost Note Intentionality Coin. If you name your band that, send me 10 bucks. <laughs> it's yours to have. I'm kidding. Uh, anyway, so I hope those are a few tips that help you out with playing uh, some different patterns with your left hand, unlocking that left hand, getting more out of it, playing what you want, developing the language of music in your playing. There's so much to be talked about here, um, but I hope this is helpful for you. Um, and uh, I will talk to you again really soon. Thanks for joining me. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? 
Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 